It's a calculated crumble Made a rumble through the night Mr. Mark, my words ain't crazy He just swan he's seen the light And my insides are all ragged From the work that I've been doing on myself You are listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Matt Attack, and right now I'm joined in the studio by DJ Keeks. DJ Keeks, here I am. I go by the name Matt Attack. You go by the name DJ Keeks. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Keeks is the host of Monday Mood, uh-huh. which has been at Radio Free Brooklyn now for a month, five weeks. This was our seventh episode. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's time has flown by. <laughs> You know, next, yeah. next time you're going to be here, I'm going to, you know, you'll, you'll be part of my guest for the show and I'll be like, you, so you've on like your 20th show and you'll be like, Matt, it's been two years already. It's been a hundred. 
I'll have like these big dark circles under my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> please, please tell people what the show is about. My show, yes. Monday Moon. It's uh, mostly alternative rock, some indie um, stuff that I play from 1992 till present day. And I chose that year because that's the year I was born. Okay. That's uh, when my favorite band, Nirvana, started coming out with some of their best stuff. Yes. So, and it's the music I grew up with, grew up yes. listening to. So, that's generally what I play. The past few weeks I've been sticking pretty heavily in the grunge, the 90s grunge category, which I've been feeling. So okay. it's been good. Um, I have a former guest uh, by the name of Crawl who are out of Toronto who uh-huh. are still making the same music. I'll have to introduce them yeah. to you in, in terms of it. And uh, when they were my guests, people were saying, uh, they they commented that people were like, why are you guys still like making that music? Because we love that music. Absolutely. It's it's what we know and it works for us and the people who come to see us, it works for them as well. So we'll do that. Absolutely. But the other thing you're doing here is besides hosting a a show on Mondays from from six to eight, you are helping run Radio Free Brooklyn's after school program. Yes, I am. So our teen squad program, we had the first installment of this. Uh, It ran from mid-January to mid-March. And it's a program opened up to pretty much any kid who's interested between the ages of 13 and 18 in the Brooklyn area who wants to learn about radio, broadcasting, journalism, um, with the goal of taking this course of being, um, being able to produce a live broadcast at the end of it. So, and we already actually have some of those graduates from the first program running shows. Yes, we do. Two of them really. And actually now I think we have a third of them doing it. Um, really wanted to continue after, you know, they did their practice broadcast. They wanted to keep doing it. And, uh, the enthusiasm was awesome. So we have a stream on our website where you can listen to their programs, which is great. It's awesome. And and, and (laughs) it's called teen squad. Yes. Teen squad. And and so going to our website being radiofreebrooklyn.org. Um, where you'll also be able to find information on DJ Keek's show. You'll be able to find the schedule and information about all the shows that we offer at Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And you'll also be able to find something out about the road an hour. If, yes, if that, too. That, 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 that too. This show. Um, and so there's also a part which some of my guests, when I've explained it to them, um, that they're really excited about. Not only the fact that there's going to be teens being involved in radio, um, but the media literacy. So tell me ab- about that and for, for people listening. Mm-hmm. So part of the course is not just about radio. It's about, you know, media in general, journalism, ethics. Um, so for our last course, we had several guest speakers in, uh, a woman from NPR, for example, who talked to the kids about how she basically got started in that career. Um, I talked about that as well. We want to kind of give them a broad range of information that they can take with them going forward if media is something they want to pursue as a career. And I, I think as well, if it's Tom's mentioned at some of our community meetings, but to help the, the kids cut through some of the clutter that's going on right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially just in the, in the media landscape, it's so hard to know where to start, yeah. you know, and what it all means. And it can seem a lot like a huge, you know, elephant to eat. Um, it's one way of putting it, but, (laughs) um, but giving them just those kind of resources to figure out how they can get involved step-by-step as they get older. So now if you live in Brooklyn, is it also New York city as well, or just Brooklyn that it's Brooklyn Brooklyn for the kids? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you have a child, 
in Brooklyn uh, between the ages of 13 and 18, and you're interested in getting the sign up, you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school, all one word. Mm-hmm. And the deadline for applications is Friday. Yes. Okay. Um, if you don't have a child between the ages of 13 and 18, but you think this is a worthwhile program, um, you can donate to us because uh, on tax day, right? Tax day. I, 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 don't, today. I don't think people could, could <laughs> donate today and write it off for this no, year. No, next year. Next year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and who knows? We'll, 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 we'll not talk about the tax we'll cuts and what they, what they did there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you can you can also go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate um, and make a tax deductible uh, contribution. We are a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. So the other thing why I wanted to uh-huh. have you here to, to talk with you, we opened the show with a woman who's going to eventually be our guest as well here in yes. the studio, um, Kate Vargas. Her song, "This Affliction." On April 1st, I visited with Drew Cutler, mm-hmm. and they were putting on a show at Unit J on April 4th, of which Kate played, and also you went to that show. I did go. I ran into Drew here while you were setting up for your show. Sure. He invited my friend and I. We went. Uh, she was incredible. Kate Vargas and the Reckless Daughters, yes. her little backup crew. Um, they were truly amazing. It's really interesting music. Uh, the lyrics are phenomenal and her voice is gorgeous. So yeah, it, there's, there's just this like a cult kind of feel to yeah. it as, as well, which I like. It's kind of, I don't know if she would like this comparison, but Amy Winehouse ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that twang in her voice and the sultriness of it. Yeah. Really like it. Um, there's also a local artist, Brianna Barbara, who she reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I like what's going on in Brooklyn music scene right now, where there's so many um, strong female performers bringing so much different music to the forefront um, that I think it's like fantastic. And so I definitely, Absolutely. When, when she gets here, cause there's been a, if you can believe it, an L train breakdown. No way. Yeah, no way. That's, Weird. It's, Never it's happens. So random. It's absolutely <laughs> random. So we'll be talking with her uh, about that. So how about we play a little bit more from Kate Vargas we'll from stay. her um, 2016 release. This is the song that she submitted to NPR for their tiny desk competition oh my gosh i love that yeah yeah she'd be great for that it's really good (laughs) so you are listening to the roden hour on radio free brooklyn this is second skin by kate vargas go back paddlewack give the boy a throw me you wear my sin till the hunters go wanna pull me back together baby limb violin grim as tight as a second skin Sun 
Sometimes in the dark times I portray an evil side But as you can see I'm not a robber I'm a man There will be no future If the present doesn't shine Blaming one another's not an answer but a crime Danielle Tortoledo, Dark Times, and his album, According to Somebody's Mind, which was released today. Yes, we have a guest now in the studio. Welcome, Kate. Hi, thank you. So just to remind people, we opened our show way back when, when Kate was still... 
stuck in the L train yeah. trying to get over to Brooklyn from Manhattan. We opened the show with this affliction. Okay. And then uh, our set that we just heard, we uh, heard from Second Skin from your second album, Strange oh, Claw. All right. And we followed it with Coffin by Shadow Monster. Shadow Monster is playing tomorrow night at Sunnyvale. And then also on Friday evening at Our Wicked Lady for the Qualm album release show with our friends in Fat Heaven and more. And that'll be $10 at the door. So this affliction comes from your most recent release for The Wolfish and Wandering, which was last year, last July. Mm -hmm. So people can go pick up the album, listen to the album, which is fantastic. Thank you. Um, At katevargas.com. They can actually hear all of the albums at your website. They can. And they can see the video for this affliction yes. as well. <laughs> yeah, that's on, that's on my website and on YouTube. Um, we had, uh, I can't even say we had a lot of, it was a lot of work, that video, but, um, but it was, wow. It was an experience for sure. It's a, I'll just, it's a slow motion food fight. Yes. Yes. And it's all sweets. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. It's all sweets. And so by the end of it, we were crashing, really <laughs> crashing. <laughs> Actually, not me, because um, I managed to stay completely untouched by any food at all. How did you manage that? Um, well, that like, was like, the vision. Like people didn't just of, try and get you at the end, though? Um, I was. I think everyone was just so tired. They're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> It was a long, long day, but I worked with a lot of really great people and everyone in the video uh, is a friend of mine and and still a friend after the video. Yeah, yeah. there was it was <laughs> there was a rough patch, <laughs> but um, we actually filmed it in my sister's apartment. <laughs> yeah. And who paid for the cleanup? Are I you? did. Oh, okay. I certainly did. But we did have all the, the floors and the walls covered and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but still, you can imagine it was a little stressful for her oh, yeah. to see whole cakes being thrown at her wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I think we always imagine those types of things when we see, I don't know, you know, videos that it's going to be in some staged area. It's not going to be in someone who you have a whatever close intimate relationship with and, and want to continue that close intimate <laughs> right. relationship with. And there's all those things that you have to factor in, like clean up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of videos, you also just released one today for the NPR oh, Tiny I did. Desk wow. Contest. I forgot that I did that. Yes, I did. Um, I have never done that before. I, I'm a huge fan of Tiny Desk uh, concerts. It's sort of how I discovered new music. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Really. And um, so I, I don't know why I never did it before. I don't like contests that much, but, um, but yeah, I got some, some like encouragement. And so very last minute, uh, we did it at, um, my friend Granville's place on Saturday and last night was the deadline. So just got it, got it in there. Got it. And you're in the video with the reckless daughters, the reckless daughters. Yeah. Yes. And then the gentleman's name is Granville. Granville. And what? the heck is he pl- I, know, I know what he's sitting on yes and, but what is the spiral thing that he's it's playing? just called a spiral it's like if you look at it what it looks like is kind of uh like if you took a i guess a crash symbol yeah 
and then just like put it through like one of those noodle maker, like <laughs> like a spiraler. I know, I know. Like I, it just I, looks I've, like I've seen it, so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. it just looks like you kind of twisted it all, cut it up, and twisted it up. Um, so yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, and, and it just gives it a very unique texture. Yes. Yeah. Because because then he plays it, and you're like. It's a symbol. You're like, yeah, okay, that sounds like what it looks like. But it does really <laughs> add to visually. We like having it up, like when we're performing. It's just fun to have it there, and people ask about it all the time. <laughs> now, is he then your your regular drummer? He is, yeah. Okay. Okay. And we went to college together. Okay, yes. I, I was going to I was going to mention. So you went to Berkeley College of Music. I did, yeah, in, in Boston. I did. So the gentleman Daniel Tortoledo, who we heard from, also is a graduate oh. of Berkeley College of Music. Sweet. Um, and so absolutely love the environment, as I'm sure you did. I did. To just woof, you're just immersed wow. in everything. It, yeah, it's an incredible place. It really is. And mm-hmm. did um, one of the things I I wanted to ask you is that you know as uh, Somebody referred to you as having a rough human voice. Mm-hmm. Um, what, was it, <laughs> was being at Berkeley a, a place where where they encourage you to accept that? You know, I I started at Berkeley. Uh, all growing up, I was a flute player, mm-hmm. so I started at Berkeley. Got into Berkeley as a jazz flute player. Wow! And um, and uh, and I sang only really privately <laughs> for myself. Um, so I didn't really sing at Berkeley. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I, I didn't. It's strange. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of developing, um, my, I guess as a person and as a songwriter, you know, I, I hope we're all still developing as people. Yeah. I hope so too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I didn't do any of this stuff at Berkeley. So we did but being at Berkeley obviously planted the seed for, sure. for saying like I want to get these songs out of me mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just go hog wild with recording them and yeah issue albums and make albums make music <laughs> yeah it and, doesn't it didn't feel so hog wild but, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm sure it was probably incredibly stressful <laughs> it was all really planned and like <laughs> it wasn't so reckless but uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess just being there in that environment, it was super inspiring. Mm-hmm. But did um did you have studio experience then from doing other type of recordings before you did your own? I mean, because I had done stuff on friends' projects and okay. things for college. Uh, yeah, but that was the extent of it. Yeah, and then I found someone. Uh, actually, she's still around. She was in Bushwick, Aaron Blue. Mm, no, sorry. Um, I found her on Craigslist back in the day when I first moved to New York. And uh, and she was just trying to get recording experience. So that was sort of like my first foot into recording was with Erin Blue in her kitchen. And, you know, uh, the was it pop screen, but made <laughs> yeah. out of like the popcorn thing and the um, pantyhose. <laughs> uh, Everything was DIY. Yeah, yeah. very, D- very DIY. But I, then I just sort of did more from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, why did you choose an older song for the Tiny Desk? Oh, well, we had, um, I've been doing these so far sounds. Yes. Yeah. Wonder, and wonderful things. I, I love them. I really do. And so I, we had just done one, the four of us together. 
and we did Second Skin. And sometimes, you know, you come, you write new songs and then you perform those songs. And so then revisiting old songs kind of, you relate to them or I relate to them differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we did this tune and it felt so good. And I think we all were like, that felt really good and really true to this sound, you know, or, or the original sound, uh, that I was going for. And so that was, that was it. And, uh, yeah. That, that was it. Because I, I think what people need to understand is that the NPR Tiny Desk, you are not plugging in and turning the amps up to 11. Right. It's all basically stripped down acoustic songs. Yeah. And so you, it sounds like you're saying that that's almost how in your mind you had originally thought of and interpreted Second Skin, mm-hmm. but you didn't record it that that way. Not quite. Not not quite. But then so this was helpful in, in terms of going through the tiny desk and doing so far sounds and you're like, yes, this is imagining the song how I, or this is performing the song how I originally imagined it. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, yeah. cool. This is the first that, that I've ever got something like that right. Oh, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, do you mind, can I, can I tell you about another competition? I know sure. you just said that you, you hated them, right? <laughs> I and, did say hate. That's a very <laughs> strong word, but. It is, it is a strong word. Okay. But, um, so I'm involved, I'm uh, going to be working as a volunteer this year at something called the Ladybug Festival. And I'm okay. not sure whether you've ever heard of it. Um, oh. So it is a festival in Wilmington, Delaware, which is going to take place from July 17th to 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is for female only performers. Okay. Um, although ever female fronted bands, mm-hmm. it's not saying that you can't have males in the band, um, but the front person obviously needs to be female or female identifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their deadline for applying for this year's festival is at midnight. So maybe okay. not, maybe not for you. Cause I know you've just done running around and you're still coming over the traumatic <laughs> L train experience. Um, but for, for anyone listening, if you know any independent female artists um, who you think deserve to reach a wider audience, um, I would encourage you to tell them to sort of, get their stuff together, mm-hmm. get something submitted and, and apply to the festival. I know there is a fee to apply, but one thing that they do at the festival is that everybody gets compensated, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, and then it's also free. So they take over, like I say, a big plaza area in downtown Wilmington, and there's all sorts of music that goes on, and it's all put on by female-fronted. That's great. Yeah. So what do you submit? What would one submit? Um, sub- it's a tune. Yeah. Submitting tunes and just the information about who you are and, and what you do. And so I've known some Brooklyn bands that have uh, gone down and they've really enjoyed it because it's just, it's a different environment than going to other festivals. Sure. Um, so let's do this. Yes. Let's play some more music for, for some people. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play an, an artist who's going to be my guest on the 29th of this month. In lead up to a show that he's doing at Elsewhere, and uh, this is going to be an older song from when I first I first met him. Uh, but my guest is going to be Jaffe and the Royals, and so he's going to be playing at Elsewhere on May fourth and with Stydide, who I'm not sure whether you, you know or not, uh, but it's for the Combo Chimita, and I'm terrible at English, and so I'm terrible at all other languages. Um, album release show, but this is going to be, and I was trying to like work in the the themes of the set here because the song is called demonic 
woman, um, which seemed uh, to sort of fit in with what some, are of you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> some of the themes that are in your song. That's uh, songs. That's for sure. So you're listening to the road now on radio free Brooklyn. We're visiting with Kate Vargas. This is an old, old song by my friends in Viva Mayday, Demonic Woman.
song by our guest in the studio this evening, Kate Vargas. You are listening to The Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is what Brooklyn sounds like. Before that, we heard Demonic Woman by Viva Mayday, and that is, I don't know if it'll be performed on May 4th when Jaffe and the Royals play at Elsewhere, but uh, as I was mentioning to you, he is an amazing frontman and mm. has an amazing command of the audience, yeah. um, and I love seeing him perform. So it will be absolutely fantastic. So speaking of performances. Yes. I was chatting earlier with DJ Keeks. Okay. Okay. And she went to your show at Unit J on the 4th and she absolutely loved it. She loved the whole evening. Uh-huh. Because um, you, you played with uh, Kate Router. Uh-huh. Belle Skinner. Yes. Um, Modest Midas. Modest Midas. And then Drew Cutler, who mm-hmm. was my guest on the 1st. And um, with... 
it was interesting talking with Drew and, you know, we were, we were saying like, I always love having guests on where they have so much good music that we can't like get it all on because we're just restricted in terms of how much right. we can play for yeah. an artist. Um, but I thought that lineup sort of, and a reflection of like Drew's album as well, that lineup was not just all pigeonholed. It did, even though people would say it's an evening of singer songwriters, it wasn't an evening of singer songwriters. It was sort of a whole, it spanned genres. It really did. Even between the, even between artists mm-hmm. in terms of the music that, mm-hmm. that they performed. But uh, I say DJ Keeks absolutely loved the show. Good. Yes. Great. So when's the next one? When's the next one? Um, well, I know that I'm doing a so far, uh, um, May 10th. That seems a little far, but that's the next <laughs> it's one. Not really that far I away. know it'll be here <laughs> soon. Um, yeah, I've been doing some so far's here in New York and, uh, May 10th. So for people who don't know, people listening who don't know what So Far Sounds is, mm-hmm. do, you, do you want to explain it? I've been to a few and, and love them as well. Yeah, so it's sort of a um, these shows that are the listening room type shows that are put on at alt venues. So it's places that you wouldn't normally uh, see music at necessarily. Mm-hmm. So like I've played in a church and I played in a, a music technology lab oh, really? school okay, place cool. that was really sweet. Um, three, four, three labs. And, uh, yeah, we played at so far headquarters a couple weeks ago. Which or is last going week. down on Broadway, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so you go on, you can see where in the city the show is going to be, but you don't know who's playing there and you don't know exactly where it's going to be until I think the day of. Right. Uh, but you apply to get tickets. Mostly they sell out. Yeah. Yeah. So you sign up. And then you see, you know, when you're free and if that area of the city works for you or it's in most boroughs, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you apply for tickets. So that's the drill. And and it's really nice because the audience is there to appreciate the music. Really? And, appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. Which is what makes it a, a, an incredibly different evening in, in terms of a not that there's anything wrong with going out to sort of dark, uh, you know, whatever beer soaked venues or, mm-hmm. or things like that with crowded people. But sometimes not everybody's there to be 100% focused on the artist right. that, that's performing. But so far sounds is very cool because of the fact that everybody is there to put the focus on the artist. Yes. And you can bring your own whatever cocktails yes. if you want. So don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. It's BYOB. Um, and yeah, no, talking when mm-hmm. the, the artists are playing no, no cell texting phones. no cell phones yeah. unless it's to like get a photo and social media <laughs> that. um but it's really great really great environment so may 10th we'll may be- 10th i guess uh i'll be i'll be posting about it okay yeah and we'll be able to to find and that, i'll so. have probably another one in may as well so okay so so second skin has some really sort of demonic woman uh mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of dark things going on very with dark it. Um, that, so, so tell me uh, about that. Yes. Yeah, so second skin is based on, um, I grew up in New Mexico. I try to incorporate some of that folklore into my tunes, uh, every once in a while. And this is one of them. And, uh, it's based on this. It's a, it's a Navajo story about these skinwalkers who are witches, um, usually pretty bad witches and, they shapeshift into different uh, animals. 
and usually like a coyote or an owl. And so this is about a woman who changes shape into an owl and um, and like kidnaps a kid. So <laughs> that's that's which, a, which is not humorous in any way, <laughs> but it's a it's a very interesting story. Yeah, and 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 so that's so. When do you start learning about that sort of folklore? Is that like you need to be home before the shapeshifters? Get oh, out? like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely stories like that. Um, this one was one that I sort of you know had definitely heard about growing up, but dug a little deeper. Um, to, to write the song. I have an, other ones like La Llorona, the weeping woman. She was like, she's like a ditch witch. And that was like always told to us that you don't go by the ditch because there's a ghost, that, there's this woman <laughs> there. Um, and yeah, so, you know, there's these stories that I grew up with that really I didn't care about at all <laughs> until I moved away. And then I was like, oh, that's sort of interesting that and, and yeah. because you you moved away and you you met a whole bunch of people who have no idea about these sort of folklore stories that you've been grounded in your whole life and and so does that like then provide more of an incentive to bring them forward and share them with the world i think i see that they're unique and i can really appreciate the stories of mm-hmm. them you know and the and the story and the telling of those stories so yeah i do definitely and and maybe in it's also just a, in a selfish way to stay connected to to that. I, I, I don't think that's that's selfish at, at all. I mean, because what you're wanting to do is still is go out and experience the world, but still stay grounded in terms of who you are, mm-hmm. with, with and not lose that connection. Yeah, no matter where you you end up going. Yeah, so not selfish. No, no, no. no. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, whatever that would mean from 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 me, but you, you know you're a okay yeah. with terms of, of of doing that. So the the last song of yours we're going to hear from Seven Inches is really kind of like one of those demonic woman type things, but is really kind of like creepy. And yes. like I at, at first you sort of look at the title and you're like Seven Inches, like is that going to be like a knife blade or something like that? But oh, is that I, what you think? Yeah, that was the first thing when I was like really? just scanning down um, the you know the the list of the song. That's titles. actually quite wholesome of you. Compared to like what other people have thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's just, it's interesting then hearing the lyrics, like, cause um, that just seems like so much of a way to like fuck with somebody's mind that I'm going to move your dresser seven inches. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm like, but you left your windows unlocked. And so I'm going to come in and mess things up. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. So you won't really know what's it going really, on. That's more messing with your head, right? Then. Than if someone you just trashed your place or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stole something, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, 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 that was what I was thinking as well. It's like, okay, once I've listened to it a few times, like, yeah, if you come home and someone's gone through everything and th- emptied all your stuff on the on the floor and all the drawers and tossed tossed your apartment, you'd be like, Ugh, this is really annoying. But then if you're coming home and like everything looks normal, but pictures are hung upside down, yeah, and that. Dresser doesn't look like it's been in the, that same place that it was right. before. And I just think that would freak you out. Yeah, totally. It's freaking me out right now. <laughs> On second listen, were you like, and I invited this person into my <laughs> studio? I, I, I did make sure that I had my wife on speed dial just in case something <laughs> happened. <so. laughs> well, I will say quickly that I, I wrote this tune with some friends. I wrote this tune with my friends Carly Bear and Tarl Knight. Uh, at the Holiday Music Motel in 
in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Wow. I'll get into that another time, but <laughs> but I just want to. They're t- they're two really wonderful songwriters, um, and you know we had a lot of fun. Th- that that sounds like it would have been an incredibly fun songwriting session to come up with that. It was. It really was. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm and that creepy little guitar thing. Boom. Ding. Boom. Ding. I had that since I was 16 years old. That little piece, and it wasn't fitting anywhere. And I was like, "Can I show you the?" Guys, this thing, I don't know what it could be. And then they really made it, helped me make it into something, you know. And that always feels good. Uh, it does feel good. Yeah. So, hey, so we want to encourage people to um, follow you on social media, but but not follow you home. Um, so <laughs> where, so just the best place to is to go to your website. And then that takes you to all the other, other links for you yeah that should work that okay. works uh kate vargas.com uh and everything else is kate vargas music so on all social media you're one of the lucky ones who was able to nail that down i did it quickly <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh yeah so you thank your parents profusely for giving you a unique name that you could incorporate into the music business without having to come up there's with another kate vargas out there oh. singer she's good she's real okay. good too. okay can, yeah. can we stalk her and do weird things and don't do weird things <laughs> just let her be please matt okay let, let her be so, <laughs> so if you were looking for an opportunity to get out and see kate please um start following things on uh so far sounds and look for her show on may 10th uh because i think going to a so far sounds and seeing you there would be absolutely fantastic to be able to do um, and I'm sure, again, you'll probably have that on your website about yep. that you're doing a show and hopefully get, get people connected. Social in, media, whatever. In, in some way. So right. we are going to close out with Seven Inches and then we'll follow it with a brand new track from friends of mine in Them Fangs, Life Do Change. I encourage you to stay tuned for Everybody Plays the Fool with Shane. Um, thank you for making it over here with all the... the Things going on with the with the L train. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, um, and then maybe we can dig into at another time some of that very uh, crazy stuff going on with your songwriting. So yes, thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. You've been listening to the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Seven Inches by Kate Vargas. Catch you on the flip side. Didn't like your window when the sun went.
Yeah. 